On the House is a series of casual interviews with Philippine real estate leaders about the stories behind their personas. Lamudi's very own CEO, Babna Suresh, hosts the dialogues over a drink or two. Today's guest is Giancarlo Valerio, Vice President of Salana Land Development Inc. Carlo believes the change must start from within, which in turn has a ripple effect in the lives of others. Inspired by his travels across various continents, he has become a front-runner in advocating sustainability in the Philippines. So the way we start the show is generally with one common question, and we take it from there. And the question is, which is that one question you have been asked year after year, and what is it that you're sick of answering? It's when am I gonna get, I'm going to get married. When are you going to get married? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. And has and has the answer for that changed year after year? Yes, because the thing is it's like since it's a very Asian family, right, that I have and everyone in my social circle is starting to get married and then everyone says, "How about you? When is your turn?" blah 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 blah. I live in San Fernando where it's like that's where most of my businesses are. I yeah. spend one to five days, I mean most of the week there, right? So it's rarely that I come to Manila. But yeah. instead of coming to Manila, I usually go diving on my free yeah. weekend. So I mean, there's really no chance to meet people these days. <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, it's worked for me. I've been happy, yeah. very chilled out, doing mostly what I want to do. But I think if it's time, it's time. That's solid. You feel like that's been your stance on marriage the whole time or is it with every year passing by that you feel I mean as you grow older you feel more stable about what you want. Exactly. It's like it's worked for me for the longest time. Yeah. And I think there's so many things that I still want to do with yeah. my life and so far this setup works for me. I like traveling a lot, so sometimes these days I try tend to travel almost like every other month when I can not yeah. just for work but also for leisure because I get to see everything because travel just teaches you a lot of things about yourself and about everything what is your favorite part of let's say travel getting lost getting lost nice. I, d- I, I like I like not having a plan yeah I like waking up one day and I'm just gonna say what am I gonna do today mm-hmm. take it you know as I go and then basically, if I think about going somewhere, you just go there and then you get lost along the way because you, you pass through the city or this town and you're like, you know what, I want to spend coffee, I mean, uh, one hour here having coffee and just look at people and so see something. I want to spend one extra night here exactly, and figure yeah, it out. Exactly. So it's not having a plan. I like not having a plan when I travel. You just yeah. basically do whatever you can and experience as much as you can and, you know, getting to be part of the local culture. So you do, do you believe in today's global citizen concept? I oh, I do so. I do. Not everybody, but a large part of the world is becoming quite fluid and becoming quite alike. I feel like the content we're consuming is pretty much the same around the world. Exactly. I mean, you go to Instagram, Facebook, and all these social media Netflix. outlets. I feel like Netflix has such a big role to play in all our lives. Exactly. It's made, every, it's, a, it's made content also very accessible to so many. And you just experience all these cultures just by looking at your handphone or your computer or whatever. And you just experience everything. But do you feel like it's changing? I mean, you know, you know the concept is changing. I mean, travel has become sexier, has become a conversation. that Exactly. Millennials want to talk about it, maybe the next generation as well. I do think as a generation, everyone's become a little more financially conscious now. Mm-hmm. I do think the old school investments are not as attractive to a lot of them. True. So how would you, how, let's say a younger 
a younger employee or somebody who looks up to you and says, you know, I want to I wanna walk, walk in your footsteps. How do I do this? I don't make as much money, but yes. I make a substantial amount which can go into the the old school form of investments yes. or whether I kind of start saving to pay off travel. What advice would you give them? I always tell, at least those who've asked me, it's always priorities yeah. and financial discipline. Yeah. Um, I think the allocation of how the old older generation would do things will be different from how the newer generation would go about things. Mm -hmm. um, like let's say, like let's say going back to our topic a while ago, right? So I mean, if you go back to the older generation, they will always focus on having a family and yeah. having a house and having a car. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's it's important. Obviously, I agree with it. But then, not everyone will want to go about that direction yeah. from the get-go, right? So the newer generation will want to explore things. I mean, I've experienced it quite a bit in my company. I've had a lot of well-placed and very promising um, young um, employees, but then they always want to travel. They move to Dubai, they move to Hong Kong, they move to Singapore. And they always spend like, what, a good three years, four years. I train them as much as I can. But when they say it's I, I want to go somewhere, I mean, I don't stop them. I actually yeah. encourage them because that's also my experience. As soon as I graduated from college, I was out of here just yeah. like that. And and I think it's a big part of who I am. Mm -hmm. Eventually, obviously, I went back here. But for those of my employees who have those priorities I can't dictate to them what their priorities course, should yeah. be right so everyone has different mindsets so that's what I always tell them so the moment that they say it's time to go then I, I tell them okay good luck happy that you're pursuing what you want to achieve in your life if you want to go back at some point then we're always welcome here but is that so is traveling to let's say a Dubai Singapore or Hong Kong yeah like an upgrade from a standard of living perspective or is this from a Let's throw ourselves into the unknown. Because initially how you started this conversation with, was with not knowing what's next, right? Correct. That's a very different high. That's that's generally an entrepreneur's high where yeah. you get really <laughs> bored with when something is planned and chalked out. Exactly. But you enjoy the unknown. Yes. A majority of people do not. Like people get very anxious with the unknown. That's true. I mean, I do, a lot of people enjoy the structure, right? They want to be able to go to the office and say, this is what I'm going to do today and this and that. As an entrepreneur myself, that's the reason why I also started my other projects outside of yeah. real estate in the Philippines, right? Like I've mentioned before, I do have my solar project now yeah. and it was one big unknown for me when I started the project. I didn't even know the basics of doing an energy project except yeah. for what I learned in business school about yeah. it. and. And I was just studying everything day by day. There were so many surprises along the way, yeah. so many problems and so many setbacks. But then I think that's the part that I enjoyed the yeah. most out of it, just having something different to learn. Because you always want to be growing, right? So I mean, at some point, at least from my mindset, if I keep on learning and doing the same thing again and again, I'm not growing. And I like that growth. I like to be able to challenge myself to do things and and experience things and figure things out by myself. This I have come to learn with age, right? I think when I was younger, I thought this was the only way. It's pretty similar for me. If somebody tells me to do this, yes. it's already a no in my head. I was like, no one can show me which direction to walk. I will figure out the wrong way. I will enjoy it. I will make a mistake. Exactly. Turn back and come back if I have to. Exactly. But you can't tell me to walk this path. Exactly. But I think with age, I've come to respect that there are people who thrive in mm. structure, which 
is horrible for me but I kind of try I I I'm now beginning to learn with people who can plan forecast and say this is what I want from my life 10 years from now you can have longer term goals you can have medium term goals but the thing is for me knowing that this is what's going to happen to me in 10 years is actually quite haunting because you spoke about solar energy let's maybe kind of go back to that mm. um how did the need come about in 2015 when you started this whole project did you did you look at it as an opportunity or did you feel like it was something that not enough was being done about it well both okay. um since i was in business school i was always interested in renewable energy okay um mostly because i thought that at least here in the philippines back then there was still a lot of um energy shortage yeah Obviously I didn't have the financial capacity to build like a nuclear power plant or a coal-fired power plant. That's that's beyond me for sure. Yeah. And at the same time I didn't necessarily believe in those technologies. Sure. So when I started looking more intensely at renewable energy, then I started to zero in on hydro projects or wind projects and then solar projects. And then more candidly I was at a wedding getting drunk with one of my friends and I said who hadn't I I hadn't met for a long time and I asked him hey what do you do hey I just happen to be investing in solar energy projects in the Philippines and and I was like really yeah. and how do you go about it and he just gave me a quick brief overview and I just realized you know what this is mostly real estate yeah I mean the exact the entire process of building a solar plant is actually very similar to real estate but instead of building houses on on your property you build solar panels and so yeah. i started from there and i was like you know what i don't know the least bit about solar energy at this point but i'm going to figure it i'm going to figure it out and then as i went along i started to realize the the similarities between real estate and doing a solar project and i just you know um I basically relied on that expertise that I have in real estate just to be able to push this solar project into completion and hopefully by the end of the year it's going to happen. There are now large enough institutions kind of looking at this from a finance point of view and saying this is so that your business makes money in the future and you don't lose money hence you have to turn green. sustainable or green exactly. at this point. Exactly. And do you you are you beginning to see a change in those conversations or is it still very early for the Philippines? Um I think it's starting to happen. Um even like let's say for a lot of the listed companies, I've seen a lot of the announcements being made by the major Philippine holding companies yeah. that they want to migrate from their current mindset to a more greener mindset. Yeah. It's happening I think slowly but surely. I think for most of the SMEs that you have which were yeah. so a growing market not yet. Yeah. But at least for the listed companies I think I think it's starting to happen. So what do you think like if you had a magic wand and you had to like get one thing kind of get it going so that the SMEs kind of change their mind what do you think that changes like Well for me I think they I just want most of the SMEs to realize that first of all renewable energy projects is not something that just the rich or the yeah. more affluent companies do because I mean even if you go to your regular mom and pops who build their houses right so everyone still thinks oh solar is expensive is just for the rich but yeah. if you actually teach them and you let them know that you know you can the payback period is just so short these days it's basically the monthly what they also need to realize that the monthly amortization that they save i mean for the solar panels is basically equal to what they save 
by going by having solar panels in their houses then it should already be like a very easy decision for them to make to just put those solar panels in front in their houses because even in Solana we're starting to push for people to install solar panels yeah. in their houses we still get a lot of pushback because like I said they yeah. think it's expensive but it's not it's basically the cost of what they're gonna save from from having those solar panels so it's solar just houses. education yeah. exactly it's, it's, it's a literally only education exactly it's just education so what about water where where are we in the conversation with regard to water well I've been exploring um, alternative ways of producing water mm -hmm. it's not yet economical yeah. I mean like let's say you have all these rainwater collection methods yeah. and all of that but um, it's still something that I still need to look into greater detail but because I could say you can like I said I even have um, these uh, this project in Mexico where we're gonna build the resort by the sea yeah. um, but then the first question is water right because yeah. it's so you need salt wood desalination systems which are extremely expensive Ex exactly but I'm starting to get more involved into this space and I'm starting to have more conversations with um, venture capital yeah. um, uh, friends who are in venture capital who are involved in this um, conversation yeah. and I hope I can learn more and can be more educated about it but maybe it's one of those things where maybe I myself am not as educated as I need to be sure. in terms of getting the ball rolling and have that something that you know something that I can push for in the villages and communities that I build because if it works it works right so I mean maybe it's just a matter of having some willpower to go through go but because it. you're in these circles and it is an active conversation that the mm. world is having uh, yes. more so in Southeast Asia than anywhere else are you hearing enough of a conversation about it do you feel like for how important the conversation is to not be too many honest, of us are talking about it yeah to be honest actually it was just last week one of my friends called me hey do you need a desalination system in your yeah. in your subdivisions and the thing is i was also quite surprised when i when that friend called me because it was well obviously it was out of the blue yeah. and second i really hadn't thought about it as much but after the conversation I started thinking about it more intensely and I was like you know what I, I brushed away the question too easily yeah. maybe I should have spent more than five minutes talking with him about it and maybe I'm just gonna go back to him and just say you know what what's the technology how can we make it work and how does it apply to the communities that I built so maybe I can help you push for it so yeah. it's really I think just a matter of listening sometimes and just understanding you know what maybe the communities that we build at Solana are already working but maybe there's something more that we can do that create more value and just really creating sustainable communities because sometimes people think that sustainable communities are just again it's one of the conversations that you have only for the rich and the affluent but you know what maybe just maybe it's about time we also have that conversation trickle and not just trickle just really you know cascade already but because you're in this space do you feel like I feel like this part of the population mm. is what is feeling the change the most right they're the ones who maybe not directly but have families friends everybody who are affected by it in different ways yes do you think they know it's because of this or it's just a natural calamity like that has happened over the decades and I think I wish people would care more but if it if it affects you you have to care right yes exactly but the thing is sometimes I think the greater bulk 
and I don't mean this no, to sure. generalize, but no, I do sure. fe sometimes feel that people always want the solution to come from somewhere else. Like I said, I, I always believe in small things that we could do to make a difference because yeah. not everyone is in the position to actually make policy changes. Not everyone is in the position to make huge financial investments that, I mean, that will solve these problems. But you know what? It's the little steps and the little building blocks that everyone does and the collective action that we do that can maybe, maybe will make the difference that we're all looking for. Have you been following Greta's journey around the Pacific? So from Sweden to New York now? And the 16-year-old climate activist who's oh. saying that no one is small enough anymore. Exactly. That everybody has to get into panic mode and realize that, yes, you make your small changes. Yes. But all of us, when we panic together, is yeah. when we will look at our government and say, change something. Exactly, exactly. And especially, I don't want to get into a political sure. conversation, but I think it's one of those things where we still have a long way to go in terms of having all these policy changes. Like I said, for instance, with in the renewable energy space, yeah. um, we don't have any more incentives to for to create for us to push through, let's like, say, with a solar project, right? Unlike what we had back in 2016. But oh, like I said, so. A lot of the investors pulled out of the Philippines when that happened, yeah. right? But I insisted. I said to myself, you know what? This will work. At yeah. some point, this will work. And I insisted on working on my project for the last, what, three, four years? Yeah. And finally, I believe I'm in the position that it's gonna, I can make it happen now. Yeah. So even if I didn't have to rely or I don't have to rely on the government for it to happen, yeah. I can say, you know what? I made it work at some point. I mean, I, and I think everyone has to have that mindset. Maybe the government will, won't always listen to yeah. the for, to the policy changes that we're looking for. But you know what? Maybe just by ourselves, if they won't help us, we can help ourselves. And I think it's an important thing to understand. People should realize if you if someone else won't help you, learn to help yourself yeah, at some figure point. Figure it too. out. And exactly. Start start somewhere. People exactly. will come by. Exactly. I mean, I think. I'm very hopeful. I'm in panic mode, but I'm hopeful because yes. I think countries are finally declaring emergencies. Yes. It's beginning to happen. Philippines spoke about declaring a climate emergency a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. It's not happened yet, but maybe it is all going to happen together and really quickly. Yes. And front runners like you, hopefully, <laughs> who started work four years ago, will get the push and will get the momentum that maybe this cause actually deserves. I do hope so. Um, starts with the small things like I said and I think that's the one thing that I have to push for I started it with my employees even yeah. in my company I banned single-use plastic inside yeah. the office and I'm, I want to find them if I see single-use plastics yeah. but I mean you have to start with these yeah. small things I, I don't like straw so I banned so I gave everyone metal straws in the office yeah. so I mean it's one of these small things that we can do as I mean as small yeah. business owners yeah. right so I mean it raises awareness not everyone in my company was aware that it was actually a problem and when I started doing that they started thinking about it yeah. and it's just really sometimes maybe we just have to start thinking about it first and yeah. foremost and then we start to be more conscious about it and then when we're con more conscious about it we start making more changes to what we're doing. No, true. Fantastic. On that note, it was great having a conversation with you. No problem. Thank you so much for holding the beacon and running right up in front <laughs> so a lot of us can follow you. Sure, no problem. Thank you very much again for having me.